Hello, welcome to Culture Fear. 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 That song does my head in, but let's put that to one side, shall we? Jeez! Welcome to episode eight of Culture Fear. Um, thank you so much if you're coming back. This is your first listen, welcome. Um, basically, we sit down with, I sit down with a friend and just talk to them about how they got into the thing that they got into that kind of shaped the person that they are, as vague as that is. It's normally about music, uh, usually DIY, usually punk, because that's where I come from and that's where I meet most of the people that inspire me. Um, yeah, I'm pretty gassed right now because I just watched Avengers and it was great, like really, really good. Uh, go and watch it, you'll cry, you'll clap halfway through. Um, yeah, it's good. Um, so yeah, back to last episode uh, with Tim. Thank you so much uh, if you listened to that and it was your first listen and you're coming back. I can't believe, well, I can believe how many people listen to it. It's a lot more than have listened to any of our other episodes. And honestly, I think that's a testament to the person that Tim is and the way that he is with other people. Um, he true, He's so open. He, he truly cares about people. He um, wants to hear people's story, wants to hear how their lives are. And, you know, um, he's a good friend to a lot of people and a lot of people really... Um, love him and want to hear what he has to say and also he's a great storyteller and you know everyone who's ever met him knows that and if you haven't met him and you listen to the last episode you also know that so that's also great sorry that one came out a bit later in the month than I'd hoped um, but you know this is a hobby both for me and for Liam who um, engineers this so it is what it is um, <clears throat> my life has been getting there actually uni stuff went up to the uni that I want to go to they were super responsive super nice um, the open day was great so hopefully come September I'll be going to university which is like pretty huge this is my one and only chance really of going to university um, if I don't seize it then I think that that's it, it really I didn't really think that I'd ever go to university it was never really an option until I thought about probably about a year ago now Fuck it, yeah, why not? Why not give it a go? Um, so hopefully that all works out. It's been hard going down to three days a week from my job to do my A-level, going back, getting back into education. Um, but it's amazing, and um, hopefully that that is that's, that happens. Also pretty... Uh, oh, really, really happy, actually. Um, went to physio this week, and she said... You can start jogging, you can start playing football again. Um, it's been about three or four months, and honestly, it's been really like bumming me out. So I'm so happy. Went for a jog yesterday, um, playing football on Monday. I'm really, 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 really looking forward to that. Kind of um, one of the only places where I can really get into that state of flow, you know, where you're just not thinking about anything, you're just doing. Um, 
But yeah, anyway, moving on. So last month, myself and uh, my partner Kay went out to hang out with our friends uh, Britta and Dan in Cologne. They were um, they put us up like they have done before, um, and it was you know amazing, hospitable people, really good friends. So that was great. And then I sat down with Dan one evening, pretty late. So apologies if um, I seem docile. But yeah, um, sat down with Dan and just talked to him about his his life, really. Um, yeah, we, we go through stuff. We get through quite a lot. Um, but God, he's got some amazing stories to tell. He's done some amazing stuff. There'll definitely be a part two. It's really nice to sit down with him. I know Dan because he played in uh, the band Punch, who were a really, really important band for me. Uh, as a teenager and in my early 20s, I guess. Um, yeah, I've seen them in, like, I was, I was fortunate enough to, like, I guess I met Dan and, like, just started chatting to Dan because on their first UK tour, um, Punch stayed around mine. On their second UK tour, I ended up putting them on uh, uh, in Kingston, where I, I'm from, which was amazing. Um, probably about 150 people in a 100-cap room upstairs in a pub um, definitely one of my favourite memories um, and then I was for, like went out to see them once uh, in Germany was fortunate enough to see them in the States when I was over there I was really lucky to see them quite a lot of times um, yeah check them out if you haven't before hardcore kind of do every kind of subgenre of hardcore really if you listen to them sometimes in one song as well um, but yeah really great um, people um, so yeah and it was nice to sit down with Dan so hopefully you'll enjoy this if you do um, maybe rate us on iTunes tell your friends anything like that um, yeah it's amazing how many people have been listening to this podcast um, I'm really really gassed about it so thank you um, yeah and I've got the next one already recorded that's really great got a few more in the pipeline it's all going to be good so thank you so much for listening tell your friends look after yourself be kind to yourself take care bye hi dan how are you doing good man good sweet what have you been up to um i'm just hanging with some friends coming to visit little old me it was nice i hate to see you guys go so soon but yeah thanks for coming out cool um so what's your Day to day at the moment. Uh, day to day, yeah, man, mostly uh, working. Uh, yeah, since uh, since uh, you know, it's embarrassingly enough uh, that uh, since I've been living here in Germany uh, for probably over seven years, I still can't uh, grasp the language. So uh, when I first moved here, we uh, started this print shop, and then we kind of just kind of built it from the ground up. Me and my uh, my friend Lucas, uh, my printing partner. So so yeah, I have like uh, two print shops, and that pretty much is. Uh, Pretty much day to day, just get up at a reasonable time and uh, get into the <laughs> shop and uh, and try to make uh, and try to get these prints done. And uh, yeah, playing a little music here and there. And uh, yeah, just kind of kicking it. Sweet. So, how is um, Germany? Did you ever see yourself moving over to? Yeah, Europe no, or? man, not at all. Yeah, if you would have told me like years ago that like, oh, you're gonna be in, yeah, nah, nah that's not gonna happen. But uh, no, I I could honestly say at this point it's probably like probably like the best decision. Like yeah, uh, for this life, yeah, it's it's definitely yeah. yeah. I mean, like uh, moving from like the Bay Area to here was like uh, was a big change, but like one for the better. 
Yeah. I'm in and out. Now, even when I go back now, it's like, man, it's a, uh, it's a great place to visit, but I mean, I couldn't, couldn't see myself living there now being basically settled in out here. Just like the, just the, the, how do you say, like the, the quality of life. Yeah. You know, it's just, uh, yeah, just works better for me out here. Sweet. And obviously you've got your, uh, you've got your marriage. So you're, uh, your best friend out here. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> from Cologne. Yeah, and, definitely. Um, yeah, the print shop going from strength to strength, it seems. What's that? Like it's going from strength to strength. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it's just yeah, it's surprising. You know, it's like very like word of mouth. Like it's super DIY. Uh, but, you know, we got like enough gear that that'll definitely put us in the hole for the next like five, <laughs> six years. But yeah, it's, it's good. You know, we got like, uh, like say, one shop's located here in Cologne and then, like, my printing partner's out of uh, Hanover. And uh, both like uh, pretty busy, like you know, try to keep the machine running as much as possible. So it's working out. Sweet. Um, where did you where did you grow up? I grew up. Uh, yeah, uh, I grew up in a small town. Uh, we kind of a, a like uh, there's like a navy base based based around it. So uh, my dad, my pops was in the military. So uh, yeah, Goose Creek, South Carolina. If uh, anybody that knows me, and <laughs> what a uh, yeah, what a crazy place to grow up. But yeah, it's. Uh, it's a, it's as small as it sounds. Yeah, for okay. a place called named after a goose and a small <laughs> running bottle of water. Yeah, definitely. Was a uh, were a lot of the kids like with navy parents around there, or was it uh, with military parents? Yeah, man, I totally grew up in a like in a classic like military housing area, you know. Uh, but luckily enough, like uh, my dad kind of. I mean, I had uh, had a lot of friends that were like uh, come and go. You know, they. You know, yeah, meet some kids, and then they get, their parents get stationed there, and then like you know, after a year of being friends, they're like they just up and go. Like that's how kind of military families were. But my dad was like, I was gonna say, like, was really good about like not making sure that we stay in the same schools, and we try to, you know, kind of not move around much to, uh, uh, from town to town and stuff like that, and try to be as uh, as as stable as possible. So I mean, so that's how we ended up like being in Goose Creek, like pretty much my whole childhood, and like through the whole high school and. Uh, yeah, uh, like yeah, career of uh, being uh, young there for sure, and um, so that was quite a fat, stable like family situation. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's you know, as anybody that's you know getting into music and skateboarding, <laughs> uh, you know, family's always got issues for sure. But uh, yeah, try to. I think we uh, we did a good job like staying clear of each other, trying to give each other enough, enough room. So it worked out. Yeah. So, how did you fall into uh, music and skateboarding? Um, you know, it d- definitely like through like all like uh, old skate videos for sure. Like you know, like skate you know skateboarding all the time with some friends, and then uh, some mixtapes or something like that, or like you know, like the Thrasher, the uh, yeah. uh, skate rock tapes for sure. And uh, there was like you know, I'm plus with the military family, there was a bunch of met some kids that were into skateboarding that were from California, and they had a bunch of music that like we never heard before. So it's really like interesting to be like. Oh, what's this uh, uniform choice band about? You know, and it was like you know we're just kind of getting into minor threat, and so yeah, you know, there was like oh well, there's like a West Coast version of this East Coast band, and like uh, yeah, just you know, definitely uh, yeah, from so from skate videos, but mostly you know, like when the when they run the credits at the end, we're just like oh, what band was that? You know, yeah. Did you have a record store in town where you could get stuff in? And stuff like that. Yeah, uh, there was uh, there was <laughs> there was this place called a. Uh, uh, it's now like a, a alternative, like a, a alternative clothing, like a piercing place uh, <laughs> called Exchange Factor. But at the time, uh, it was this place called uh, Prism Records, which was run by this semi-pedophile albino Russian guy. Wow. Yeah, 
he was always like, oh, hey, I'm looking for this thing. And he's like, oh, I just have these, I have the promo tapes for that in the back if you want to check them out and like try to lure. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, it was really fucking like, you know, and you know, I have some good friends of mine that ended up with like some really crazy shit. Like, he's like, damn, how did you, you know what, man? I don't want to know how you got that. That's obviously, yeah, yeah, put in some work to get those Slayer bootlegs. Uh, I myself never had anything good from that record store because I would not. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> wow. Um, maybe we should move on swiftly. Um, yeah, so there was there was a bunch of you into the same music, skating the same spots. Good friendship group. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I ran with these. Uh, I ran with these other kids from uh, Somerville, and uh, those guys. Uh, uh, were like all into like um, at the time like uh, I guess like, you know just all that stuff that, that came around with like that super mid 90s like uh, Fat Records okay. and uh, like Epitaph stuff and it was very like uh, skate skate culture yeah and uh, but those yeah the kids from Somerville that were really nice and we and uh, uh, they used to like, booked a lot of shows out there so we may had like a, a small place where like you know uh, there was like no place to play between like Florida and like North Carolina so that we get like tons of bands come through town like you know all summer long so it was a really great exposure to get all kinds of different music yeah. coming in so, yeah so there was a scene of band like there was a scene where bands could come through yeah for sure for sure yeah I mean and we and then you know and then we all like st- played a little bit of instruments so we also just started these like punk bands and then yeah we would play shows and uh, and we were, were like fortunate enough to be like the the one band that actually owns like a decent PA <laughs> so it would be like oh hey uh, would your band like to play this show with like these crazy bands and we're like oh we love to play and they're like oh yeah could you also bring your PA <laughs> yeah so yeah so so we managed to play like every show and uh, uh, that came through town just because like uh, they could get a some working uh, PA equipment for cheap yeah did you um, pick up an instrument because you wanted to play punk or did you grow up playing guitar uh, you know what you know my, my pops plays uh, guitar but like you know like some uh, like like folk some country stuff you know yeah. uh, and uh, when we'd visit like my like super country family out like in like Woodville Alabama like when it's like like only people like in the valley there it's like you know all relatives, like the five, six houses that kind oh, of like, okay. yeah, yeah, one road, six houses, all like family and yeah. relatives. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I wasn't really into that uh, back then. And I, I mean, it just playing guitar really came, or, or instruments when the, yeah, getting more into like uh, Black Flag, Bad Religion, like Circle Jerks, like that yeah. kind of stuff. That's where it's, I mean, I think maybe the first song I ever like learned on guitar, like was a uh, Nervous Breakdown. Yeah, classic. Yeah. Loads of songs, Gateway. I'm sure, that you had riff. written around that riff. <laughs> yeah, <for> sure. <laughs> a variation of, yeah. Um, how um, how did your mum and your dad like react when you started having, I guess it's quite a counterculture, especially to what your dad may have been used to with his peers if he was like working in the military and stuff yeah um, yeah that's all right man i guess you know my dad's always one thing it's like you know, it's like not like really keen on like staying out of trouble you know so it's like you know you know you know they supplied me with the skateboards yeah. you know they he bought me my first guitar yeah you know as much as like i could say like oh they were really not into the music or like i didn't like it when i grew my hair out you know yeah, so I, I remember like when I when I uh, when I when I was like uh, got super into Slayer and Metallica like back in the <laughs> in the in the uh, yeah in, in the early like uh, late eighties early nineties uh, I started like I started parting my I went from like that that weird awkward like disheveled like Beatles like bowl haircut yeah. to like parting my hair down and like kind of starting to grow my hair out and my. I was walking to the kitchen. My dad's like just stopped me. He's like, "Come in here, boy." And I was like, oh, "I was like," and he's just like, just like. 
<laughs> so like disappointed and just looked at me and was like, only dopers part their hair down the middle. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so um, yeah, they were up for giving you what you wanted. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, they were. I, I would think, and now looking back on it, like back then, you know, I'd, I'd been like, oh, they don't. Yeah, you know, I think they're very, very supportive. You know, they've always. They're, you know, I, I, I still think they're probably waiting for me to grow out of it <laughs> a bit. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, they're. Uh, I mean, I just like say that there's like, there's some most like that I don't really care as long as I'm being safe, you know, still be yeah. like in my you know my early forties and like you know still like sweating me when I'm playing music or like going on tour or something like that. Yeah. Um, what music was your mom into? Did she have music in the house? Yeah, definitely, man. You know, my mom's like uh, like uh, grew up in southern Spain, and uh, so like growing up, it was like all like classic flamenco. Oh, wow. and, like my mom danced flamenco. Like she had a there's you know because there's a lot of uh, uh, this was a military base. So it was a lot of like uh, a lot of sailors that went to when they first got in the navy went over to Spain uh, and got a hold of some uh, Spanish wives. Is that what, your dad's story? Yeah, exactly my dad's story. And uh, and uh, yeah, so like there's a big community uh, like in the navy base of just like um, like all these uh, the, uh, we like to call it the Spanish. It's just like <laughs> yeah, a group, a group of like twenty women like that like you know like knew each other that grew up yeah in like uh, around Rhoda. Wow, you know, and that all like got somehow like relocated to here and there, and then ended up in Goose Creek, and uh, they've been friends for years. And uh, cool, so, so yeah, so yeah, community. so like you know, uh, my mom, so they had a that they had a like a full group of women that danced flamenco, and they did like uh, you know like uh, cultural festivals around town and stuff like that. It was, was very active and like you know, and uh, yeah, so those are like you know, even though my dad being like a super kind of country dude, like uh, yeah. you know, we that definitely grew up in like in a space of a some Hispanic culture. Yeah, can you can you speak Spanish? Did you I cannot, but if you'd asked me to do a three sixty flip or a backside tail slide or something, which I spent all my time doing as a kid, <laughs> instead of uh, learning a language that I can yeah. use when I grow up, uh, that's would be the would be the real issue. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. That's also uh, language in me has not been. Yeah. But then I guess your mom knows two languages, but can she do a hill flip? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Different people. Um, yeah. So. So, um, how long were you around South Carolina? Uh, I mean, like, like a, when did you, when did you head out? Oh yeah. Um, I think, um, uh, yeah, you know, it's like my, uh, yeah, uh, my, uh, my roommate Lamar at the time, like, uh, he was like, oh man, we should move out to San Francisco. Uh, we had a mutual friends that were like, uh, living together in, uh, in SF and we're like, oh, okay. And I was kind of like, ah, I was really hesitant about it. You know, it was kind of like, uh in between jobs, like, you know, trying to figure out things with, with an ex-girlfriend. And I was like, oh, man, you know, maybe I should stick around here and work things out. And, like, uh, when I caught wind of, like, the those things aren't going to work out. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. uh, so uh, we just decided to bail, you know. And, like, uh, uh, I think it was, like, the, like uh, maybe January of, like, 97. Okay. We're like, I remember, like, we were like, hey, we're going to leave by this time. And, like, uh, like before midnight, we had packed up my like to- my 86 Toyota pickup and we're like we just hit the road yeah. and uh, and uh, got out of town and um so so with um before you um left South Carolina properly so with your dad being military did you go like you went to Guam for a little while right yeah did yeah. you go to different places for six months at a time or no uh, no actually no uh, uh, moving to San Francisco was like definitely like uh like uh 
uh, like super like culture shock. Yeah. Like uh, moving from like uh, the, the creek to there was definitely a huge jump. Uh, yeah. Uh, when I was saying earlier, my, my dad, my dad was really good about uh, keeping us in uh, the same place. Like uh, he, he uh, got some paperwork to uh, uh, transfer to a ship that was going to be coming into Charleston uh, to be kind of like um, uh, to be decommissioned or something. So it would be stuck, you know, basically he'd be on the boat and it would come in and then, yeah, uh, we would be there again until the boat for another five years or something like that. So he wouldn't have to get he had to put any paperwork in to move. And then he got like his orders changed after he put his paperwork in, and then that boat got uh, sent to uh, Guam. So, yeah. it, so all of a sudden we're like, oh, we're moving. And I was like, oh, we never did that, you know. And like, yeah. and it was like that was the first and only time we ever moved. And uh, and uh, I, mean, I have an older sister, and uh, she basically like stayed behind. And uh, so it was just like me and my my parents. How old was you at this point? Um, <laughs> this is the uh, <laughs> say it for the Americans. For the, for the Americans, uh, yeah, I would uh, was going into like uh, sophomore year, yeah, in, uh, in high school. I'll uh, try and Google it and then put it in the intro. Yeah, to that's what that's age like, that was. That, that's is. Like, yeah, that would be. Yeah, <laughs> it was like fifteen something. I don't know, man. It's definitely. Damn it! So, um, <laughs> Guam. Uh, I, I don't, where is Guam? Guam, if I remember correctly, uh, hmm, I was like, is that like, I want to say maybe it's like Mike, I don't know, like say something and then like later on people are like, this guy doesn't know where he lived. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I think it may be like um, off like Japan, a little further okay. down, maybe like, like yeah, yeah, somewhere like, I think it's really close to Bali. I think it was everybody's like, oh, everybody kind of knows where Bali's at. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's like close to there and then like, uh, I want, say, I want to say Micronesian Islands, but don't quote me on that. Okay. Like, where's, my, where's my phone? <laughs> but um, so, um, so did did you know much about Guam before? You Absolutely went? not. And I, it's an island, right? It is definitely. It's a very small island. I think you could drive around the whole thing, which I think I did, like uh, with my mom one afternoon, like uh, like in like, maybe two hours or something like that. Yeah. It's really not yeah. Bad. So ha- t- t- tell me about it. paint the picture. I mean, it was crazy. It was just like I, mean, I was really uh, at that time. Uh, I mean. Uh, you know, st- still, you know, skateboarding and into punk, but also, you know, really super into metal stuff like that. So, I mean, I was yeah. really getting into, like, the early 90s, like, all the grind and death metal, that uh, that earache and uh, 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 combat had to offer back then. So, it's like, uh, yeah, I, you know, jean shorts, like, some combat boots and a DSI <laughs> t-shirt, you know, yeah. long hair. Uh, and, yeah, we moved there. I didn't know anybody, and it was just like... Yeah, it was it was bizarre, you know. Like uh, I, I saw some, I saw some dudes like in the mall, you know, like you know, and it was you know just like some total rockers. Like, um, they were like the locals. Yeah, like, yeah. Like the it was like native, like one the, kind the, of mall place there, and like you know, I'd, I'd, you know, I'd go there and I'd be like, oh, there's like some other like heavy metal kids, and like, little did I know the actual there's like a huge metal scene on the island. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I, I kind of uh, hit it off with like. Um, like this, uh, this group of kids, man, that were really amazing. They were all like part of this, uh, uh, like this huge, I think, like like Tagalog, like Filipino community. Okay. And uh, yeah, and like I just got, I got in really well with these kids, and they were like super <laughs> awesome, and we had a great. I mean, I was I was my my mom couldn't deal with the island life a little bit. Okay. Spanish community wasn't there, and she got kind of bummed yeah. on it, and like so, my dad like ended up ended up uh, retiring. And uh, so we cut our sh- uh, our stay uh, uh, in Guam like pretty short. So I was yeah. only there for like 
six, seven, eight months or something like that. So quite, quite some time. I yeah, guess. yeah, for sure. I mean, enough to get some schooling in and like hang out and like you know try to make the most of it. You know, being in your teens. Yeah. Like yeah. So how um, was it being um, the American hanging out with all these locals? Yeah, you know what? It was yeah, it was crazy. You know, it was like uh, you know, as I say, like me you know, I, and I, I said to some people, you know, like you know, growing up in Goose Creek and like you know, it's a lot of a lot of tension there. You know, like uh, you know, when you're you know getting into high school and. Uh, uh, and it's just kind of a rough place to grow up, you know. There's a lot, you know, things are really like, you know, work, you know, it's very segregated, and like, you know, you know, people get really aggravated at other people and like generalize and like, yeah, you know, man. And I, I felt like the group of people I was hanging out with and like, you know, and the, the kind of trouble we were getting into, and I was like, you know, I felt like, you know, I was, like I was kind of heading into a path where like, you know, I was like easily frustrated by, you know, like, you know, all this group of people picking on me, like, oh fuck all those people, and then like, you know, it was, you know, it was, you know. It's kind of a, that's like a subject that I think you know, it's, like, it's still quite bothering to think that, you know, like. That you nearly fell into that. Yeah, you know, I think it's how easily, do. you know, when you're being young and like, you know, you, you know, and, uh, you know, if you don't, uh, you know, if you don't feel that like, you know, uh, you know, if, if people are acting aggressive to you, you want to act aggressive back, you know, I mean, you're hanging with a bunch of like white kids that listen to heavy metal. And there's a huge population of like you know like people at our school like um, you know I mean it was like, you know it was like a I would say like the high school was like a, it was a public high school so then like it was like all these people that kind of went onto the military base yeah. which was like a big mix of people yeah and then I mean then yeah like after the eighth grade like in the ninth grade you get just kind of get uh, like shuffled into the the group of uh, like neighbor uh, like town kids okay you know so and the demographic of like you know uh, is really a lot really different you know. So like there's like it, and and the racial tension in my high school was crazy growing up. Yeah, it was very like whites, blacks, and like the tension, uh, f- you know, if, if, what kind of social clique you hung out with, and for like for people like myself and uh, all the metal kids that were kind of hanging out, like you didn't want to go to school anyway, you didn't want to be there. Then when you got there. It was just like constantly being fought or like yeah. being belittled and like, you know, and it was just like building up and like, you know, and I, and I saw other people, you know, and I saw people go in the direction where you're just like, man, that's like some racist shit, you know? You're like, man, people fell, fell into that. Yeah. I myself moved to Guam yeah. and, then all the, and then I was the minority. But I'm maybe not... Um responded to in the same way that the minority was responded to in America, right? You said that they were so, they were like, uh, really nice. Like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, it was crazy. It was like, you know, well, it's like, you know, it's like I, I, you know, I was, you know, not local or like, you know, yeah. I was like the one like white kid hanging out with a, a bunch of island kids and people were like so accepting to me. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we're all into the same kind of things and it was just kind of like, yeah, it was, just, I just had, a, I just had like a, a different, uh, yeah, I just had a kind of a different vibe on from where I, from where I was. I used to, the people I was hanging out with before, and how they felt, and yeah. now a group of a new a new group of friends that were very warm and accepting to everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. know, and uh, and then um, and yeah, through those kids, I met some other uh, kids and played music. That's cool. So, <clears throat> so obviously, you went over, took your guitar. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. And then, um, w- w- were you playing music with other kids in the the, the military base or? or? Uh, no, no. Uh, there's mostly. I think most of the most of. Uh, yeah, you know, it's funny because like all like a lot of the, uh, 
a lot of the military kids or like the kids that were like, uh, or like I would, you know, say go as far as say like a lot of the white kids, like they like really hung out like on the base and yeah. like, and like uh, at, at the school where there's, you know, like each kind of different clique was kind of like each different village had like their own spot where they hung out with and oh, like okay. all like the military, like kind of like the white kids like hung out in front of the office. Yeah. Like we're like the security in the office. Like that was like <laughs> where like, and then everybody else kind of had like free reign of the school. Yeah. Uh, um, and then, then I, uh, and, and to the kids that I hung out with, uh, uh, uh they had, they had a, a metal band and, uh, and these other kids also had, uh, were also playing in a, like a, like a metal band and, and, uh, yeah, through them, I met some other kids and then, uh, I mean, I really, uh, uh, yeah, it was still like <clears throat> super into metal, but like, like, uh. We started, we started a punk band, which was okay. it was kind of like you know it was it was a lot different than what they were playing, but then but people were still cool with it. Yeah, you yeah, know it was yeah. like I was cool, and then like and then uh, these guys I started playing with them, like you know they're like they seemed like their heads were like pretty much in the right spot, you know, and like uh, through their actions and the way like the, uh, those people like talked, and I you know, I just it just was definitely like I just wasn't used to being around people like that that were so like open minded well, and like yeah. and it just totally kind of like you know. It, you know, it, it it definitely put me in, a, in the right headspace. You know, for that. Yeah. You know, amazing. I mean, it, yeah, it's crazy. Like, you know, you, you come, you, you know, you, you put someone in a situation like that where you're like the the music style that they're listening to changes, and where like, oh, these bands have great messages. Yeah. And like, and, you know that, and you're connecting with that more, and then not your, uh, you know, the environment that you're in. It's a yeah, it's, it's it's hard, you know, when I think about it now, it's really difficult, like, to describe, you know, the feeling. It's just, like, I know, like, when I moved there, yeah. when I moved back, I was a completely different person. Might, yeah, that's... You know, and, like, I had, I, I, I saw things differently, and I saw the way people acted, and I didn't want to be a part of that. Yeah. You know, and it was yeah. definitely, like, where before, I think I let, like, I would let, like, shit slide, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, whatever, that's just kind of how it is over here. And then I was kind of like, oh, that's that's how that's how you are over here, and I don't want to be... Yeah, that's not going to be me, you know, yeah, and yeah. like, and, and yeah, that was like a, a huge part of like, you know, you know, of, of, of being in Guam, yeah. that and, uh, that and getting super loaded all the time. Okay. <laughs> so the kids there were uh, up for anything. Yeah. The weekends were, uh, weekends, there was always shows on the weekends and they were always at the beach and a lot different than the shows I was used to. The, all the booze there was free. <laughs> and it was just like a giant barbecue with like hundreds of people and, and, and people covering uh, Sepultura. It was amazing. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. What were the shows like? Yeah. Shows were crazy, man. It was, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, yeah. Like big bonfires. <laughs> and uh yeah and like uh, uh bands playing uh there was a, a friends uh friends of ours from um uh this band from Pagachow like uh this uh what their the, the band was called uh the band was called Havoc okay but uh but in, in the island the way the, the enunciation of the words is like almost like you have to like drop off a couple of syllables at the end of the word so the band was called the Habuk cool yeah, and I was like, and, and and they were like, oh man, like you know, it was like the, the Tagalog accent, you know, it was like oh, habak, and I'm like, yeah, trying to work out. Yeah, and I was like, okay, you know, what, I'm gonna go see your band play, you know, and then like, oh yeah, come down to the down to the beach, we're playing on this, side. and it was like, it was crazy. It was yeah. just like it was like there was like no, it was like no like, you know, the, the the slam dancing was really hard, and the kids were out of control, and it was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was like it was, yeah, it was great. It was just, it was just like it was a great place to be at the time. It was yeah, awesome. your mind must have been being blown daily at this. Yeah, point. man, it was just like you know, like 
yeah, and they, they would see these bands, and then or we go to a different part of the island, a different show, which is like party after party. Uh, the, the, you know, a fucking typhoon would blow in like every other week, and school would be like, oh, yeah, no school this week. So then we just go to the beach. Yeah. And like, yeah, and then just party on the beach and, uh, or have band practice. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It was like, I don't need, like, I, the school part of it is like, it's like, I barely remember it. It was, it's just. Yeah. Yeah, all, all recreational over there. So it was great. So who would you, what, what clique, clique would you hang out with at school? Would you be at the office with all the <clears throat> other white kids? No, nah, man. I would. Uh, I would just kick it with all these. Um, I don't know, my friends like uh, Roy and Isaac. <laughs> we would just kick it with all these like uh, these uh, Filipino kids, man, and like, uh, and uh, yeah, it was uh, thinking back. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, we'd be like, uh, I, you know, I, I, you know, at lunchtime, I'd come down there and I get halfway down the hill where like uh, where the everybody was hanging out and they would be like, hey, like clapping and. <laughs> And like, and I was like, "What's going on?" They're like, "Hey, it's American food!" Like, you know, like it was serving like hamburgers or lunch or something like that. And like, and they're like, "Yeah, it was." And they're like, "Oh, we're gonna buy your lunch today," you know. I mean, I was crazy. The school. I mean, there was, uh, you know, the, the island. You know, the economics on the islands. You know, yeah. not not so great. You know, like you know, I feel like maybe the lunch school lunch was a lot of times like you know, like one of the, the one square meal that a lot of people yeah. got a day. You know, yeah. and. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was like, so inexpensive, the food, you know, so they were like, oh, and they'd buy me food, you know, and like, and we sit down at the table, then like everybody has their backpacks and they're like, and they, they, everybody reaches in their backpacks. It's all like condiments, like hot sauce and chili <laughs> sauce. There's no books, you know, everybody just brings like the other, uh, all the stuff to spice up the food. And yeah. then like, you know, and then there'd be like, it'd be like some crazy, like, like island food thing. Then I'd be like, oh, my treat, you know, and then I, you know, I'd bust like 20 lunches or something like that, you know, and like, <laughs> uh, so it was, yeah, it was great. I mean, the kids are, uh, I mean, I, I, I often think, you like, like, man, I wonder what happened yeah. to all those kids, you know, sometimes I like I try to look somebody up on online or something, try to figure out. Yeah. They, Imagine if you could like find one and then they'd all like, yeah, yeah. Cause they must talk. Do you remember the American kid? Yeah, I'm sure not. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe they got on with it. Like, maybe, um, maybe they're just still, you know, like playing in their metal band in Guam, just huge, this microcosm where they're just top of the hill playing their, <laughs> their music. I would hope so. Inspiring yeah. generations. Um, so um, did you know that you were going to be leaving as early as you did? Or was your dad like, cool, I've retired now, we're going to be heading home? Yeah, yeah, it was one of those things. I think it was just kind of like... Uh, uh, I think I, I kind of saw it coming a little bit. Like, my mom wasn't so happy about uh, staying there. So, like, like oh, hey, we're, we're going to cut it short. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we just kind of, like, uh, kind of just wrapped up, like, all the stuff I was into. Like, uh, like the band I was playing with, uh, uh, which was, uh, what was uh, I think it was Kook. Kook and the Fun Trick Noisemakers. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> uh, yeah, because we had this, like, surfer guy singing for us. He was, like, really into, like, surfing and stuff like that. And, like... So everything, everything was like kind of like surf related or like getting loaded or yeah it was yeah it was really super funny and uh, I think I think originally it was kook but like you know these uh, you know these things that you throw on the ground like around uh, oh the like, fun snaps yeah fun snaps I, there's, there's you know they're like a pretty generic <laughs> thing called snaps right so there's a there's an even cheaper version of that <laughs> called fun trick noisemakers. <laughs> Yeah, okay, that makes you know, sense. You know, where maybe, like, only half of them snap. You know, it's kind of like, maybe, like, all the duds, they just, like, repackage or something. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but for somehow uh, that got tacked on to kook. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, it was, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, man, we, and we played, like, played, like, every weekend. Yeah. It was nuts. It was, uh, yeah, and then, like, uh, and people would come out, and then people would get rowdy, and it was, like. Yeah, 
was that the first band where you had people reacting to your music? Uh, yeah, you know, I was like, one of my one of the one of the first bands I've ever played. I mean, I was, I was I mean, like, not much better on the guitar now, but it was pretty terrible back then. Yeah, you know, playing through like some PV Bandit like combo <laughs> amp and uh, uh, yeah, at the beach where there's like no, yeah, I can't imagine how oh, terrible. Oh, yeah, the sound. Yeah, 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 yeah I was. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it was just all good fun, man. Like you just like you know, you know, sk- you know, skate, hang out at the beach. Yeah, you know, you know, surfing. Yeah, and playing music and partying. Yeah, yeah. I feel like um, no amount of money in the world could recapture how much fun that would have been. Must have set a, like a mindset of what, how to play music and what to get out of music for the rest of your life. Uh, yeah, it's it's like that. You know, it's like I mean, you can imagine like where I was coming from. From Goose Creek, South Carolina, and then moving to Aganya, Guam, yeah. and then meeting like all these kids, and uh, and just getting you know just kind of like finding some direction. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then like and then just getting like that and getting like bit by the bug to play music. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, because yeah. there it was just like people just wanted to like, get down and like it was like getting loaded. So it's like you know every band had a great response. You know, and like uh, it was like a, a pretty tight community when it came to. Some music. How was um? How was getting home? Like, how was being home first month or so? Yeah, it was. Did your friend, was... Were your friends in like different spots by that point? You know, man, it was really difficult coming back. You know, I, I totally remember like, oh, we're coming back. We came, we came back. Uh, uh, and there was a there was a show that weekend. We came back, and I was sort of like, it was like a screeching weasel. On oh the, wow! Um, okay. uh, on the My Brain Hurts tour. Yeah, and it was awesome. And I was coming back. So I, I uh, got reunited with a bunch of friends that I was like, it was, that I was like pen pals with when I wrote letters back and forth while I was gone. And uh, yeah, and there's a big party and, you know, like uh, met up with a bunch of friends, you know, and, uh, but like, uh, but it was, but it was different, you know? Yeah. I just saw like the way people treated each other and like, just like the kind of like the connection that, that I just had with the people that I, you know, that were really good, well, I would consider my really great friends and I come back to another group of friends and it just was like, man, it really seemed like, such a selfish, like, you know I mean? Like the skateboarding scene, you know, and like, you know, some of the kids and just like, and the partying and like what, you know, what led, what, you know, people would do things and not take responsibility for, oh, I was just drunk or yeah, this was, you know, and like, it was just really like, oh man, like, it just yeah. really like, I left, I mean, I got there and just kind of put a bad taste in my mouth, you know, and it got really like, just couldn't, uh, yeah, I just couldn't deal with the, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was almost like, you know, like coming back was like a bigger shock than when I left and went to Guam. Yeah. You know, yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it just kind of flipped things over for me. You know? Yeah. When everyone's patting on the back, oh, I bet you're glad to be back. And you're like, well, actually, that's not yeah. really like that. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was different. It was like, you know, it's like, I don't mind being back. It was just like, oh, you know, like, uh, and yeah, and then it's just like, yeah, like my friendship changed uh, with, uh, with a lot of people and stuff like that. And, um, and yeah, and then I think it's probably you know why I ended up like you know getting uh, more involved with like these dudes out of Somerville okay, and like playing yeah. music and like skateboarding with these kids versus like the kids I was hanging out with like you know yeah. from my old like neighborhood and stuff. Like that. So when did you jump in the car and go over to San Francisco? Was that a f- few years later? Yeah, yeah, that would have been a few years because that then, yeah, so that would have been like uh, back back in back in Goose Creek, probably around like '93. Graduated like '94. 
So did you have a band between those times that toured America? Like, how did you uh, no, 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 no. We had bands, but like, yeah, but it was just just like playing local shows for like these uh, like touring bands. Yeah. You know, like uh, I mean, it was like like I said, it was like, it was like a small little bingo hall that like held like a hundred, two hundred people, and yeah. like every time a band came, it was for the most part like pretty full. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how did how um, jumping back forward to uh, getting over to San Francisco? So how how was how was that? Did were you just like right? We're doing it. Just yeah, we, yeah. What, we, what I think I think we just kind of were like we're fed up with what's going on, like you know, like in the area, and we're just like I was looking for a change. Yeah, so we moved over and we kind of like uh, like um, like moved into an apartment with some friends for like three months while we tried to get things sorted. And uh, yeah, once. Yeah, once we got there, the idea was like, oh, we're gonna we'll start a band, you know, play some music out here with uh, some of the same guys. Yeah, that uh, we played with in Carolina, and then uh, and then slowly one by one, uh, friends from South Carolina moved out, and so oh, we okay. actually had a band, expats. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. It was basically, it's just basically all the friends that we played with in South Carolina had all uh, relocated to San Francisco, and we just kind of reformed a band there, like uh, with all kids from yeah. from the old neighborhood. So. And then, uh, yeah, then and through playing in that band and like you know, meeting other bands, and then, yeah, I mean, I met some other kids. So it must have been pretty, uh, pretty live at the time, San Francisco, that area in '97, like a lot of, lot oh, of bands. Yeah, you know, yeah, it was great, a great time. You know, even more so, man. Like the, the skateboarding at the time was really, I mean, it was like uh, EMB was really going off then. Like you know, like, uh, all the. Uh, I mean, now like people who like really like like uh, uh, put a dent in the uh, in like the in uh, shaping uh, shaping the skateboarding culture yeah. at the time was like right around that time. You know, it was really uh, it, was, uh, it was really a great time to be there. You know, it was affordable too, which was crazy. You know, trying to move out there with only a handful uh, a handful of dollars in your pocket and then you know, and and still make your way. It was, yeah. yeah like now I couldn't imagine it being possible to do <laughs> anything like that now. Um, yeah, and. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, uh, I got a, I finally got a job like uh, scooping ice cream at this like uh, little uh, uh, this little ice cream stand on the on the on the Fisherman's Wharf, like on the tourist area, like nice. on the boardwalk. Yeah, yeah, scooped ice cream there for like you know from eleven to like six. You know, then we skated all night or had band practice. Yeah, and then uh, you know uh, uh, did some small tours with that band, and then. Uh, 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 joined some other bands, yeah, uh, and you know, and just, you know, just you know, every in every project, you know, just escalating a little bit more, you know, uh, playing more, like you know, venturing out further. Yeah. And, uh, when was your first touring band? Uh, I was in this band, uh, this kind of like a screamo band, uh, like Under a Dying Sun. Okay. That was like uh, maybe like late night, like maybe like ninety nine, and uh, yeah, then that was like the one band we toured up and down the, the West Coast quite often. Yeah. And. Um, uh, but then you know, then we uh, finally we uh, put out a seven inch. It was like the first like record that that uh, we had done. We had, you know put all the packaging together. The classic uh, brown sandwich bag okay. with some uh, some twine. There's a <laughs> screen printed. It was great and uh, some uh, Xerox copied inserts and uh, yeah, packaged them up and we uh, jumped on a. I think the guitar player's uh, girlfriend had a van, and uh, she was helping out with like uh, uh, merch and like uh, like uh, doing a lot of driving and stuff like that. So we took her van and we we did a, f- a full uh, U.S. tour in it, and it was nuts. It was crazy. Yeah, like, I couldn't even I couldn't even tell you like how it was possible at like in like 1999 or 2000 to like a book full U.S. tour like based <laughs> on like phone calls and like an actual like. 
uh, meal. Like, yeah, you know. yeah, and some huge map. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really, yeah, with a huge road atlas and like, uh, yeah, every time you couldn't find your way, you had to stop at a payphone and like try to, you know, try, try, try to, yeah, it was crazy. And uh, but it was a, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was amazing. You know, like met so. I mean, I, I still, I still good friends with people that I met on that tour. Oh, like, incredible! Know, yeah, yeah, it's uh yeah, it's yeah, yeah, another another life changing <laughs> event for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then, yeah. So, was that you for, um, like fifteen years, like living in San Francisco, working, playing in bands? Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, definitely. You know, I uh, the job I had was like you know working like a graveyard shift. Like, I mean, I had that job for almost like thirteen years. So while I had that job. Uh, yeah, we just, uh, you know, uh, you know, um, yeah, just, just, yeah, just skateboarding and playing music and then like, but, but then also like, just like as the music styles changed over the years, you know, got played different bands and then like this band would be done, start a new band. So, I mean, I think by the time I moved away from San Francisco, I mean, I I probably played in enough bands. I couldn't count on both my hands, you know? Yeah. Like some projects we did and like some stuff we recorded and, uh. And most of the bands, like, uh, like tried to get, you know, got a little time on the road. And so we did a lot of stuff. I mean, I think when I was out there, I mean, trying to think all the bands uh, that I was in. I think that first band from the, all the kids from South Carolina was, like, Three Summers Gone. And then I played with these kids from Half Moon Bay that were, like, uh, like uh, Living War Room. Then it was, like, Underdying Sun. And then Underdying Sun was uh, New Rhythm Method <laughs> uh, uh, into... Uh, I was this band Makanda, and uh, from there maybe in Bullets In, yeah, and then from like uh, Bullets In, like uh, and I, I th- and we played with these. Uh, I played with this metal band for a while, like uh, uh, In Memoriam. Okay, uh, that you know I did a couple things, and then uh, and then I then I started, and then I ended up uh, playing, uh, filling in on a bass part for these uh, kids in Punch, and then. Uh, uh, then it kind of stuck that out uh, by moving to guitar, and then like just stuck that out for for yeah, the longest yeah, yeah. stint. Yeah. So when when was your first overseas? Was Japan the first overseas? Yeah, with Japan. Yeah, with Underdying Sun, it was like uh, maybe two thousand, two thousand one, two thousand two. Wow. So I mean, that's like so you moved to San Francisco ninety seven. Yeah. Within five years, you're you're in Japan playing music. Yeah, yeah. Got really. I mean, it was just like a weird, uh, you know, just turn of events. We had like. Uh, you know, my, uh, my homeboy Lamar, who we drove, I drove out from South, from South Carolina with to San Francisco, uh, you know, we're just living there, doing our things, like, you know, like, uh, yeah, and, uh, ends up dating uh, a Japanese girl that was over, like, uh, being a student. Yeah. And then, um, I think he's visiting her in Japan. She knows a lot of kids, like, the hardcore and the screamo yeah. scene there. She introduces him to a bunch of bands. He hits it off with these guys, or this band called Inzwick, yeah, um, who are still active now. I mean, those guys have probably <laughs> been playing since like '96. It's crazy. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and like those dudes, like those dudes came over and uh, they wanted to come over and play some shows. And uh, um, and I mean, it was like right, like, and they, you know, it's really, uh, really hard uh, for those kids to take off of work. You know, it's yeah, like, that's it's, what I hear. It's very like. Yeah. Uh, kind of like work oriented you know it's like really like it's kind of an extracurricular activity to play music yeah and uh, you know they don't have so much time to like just uh, break out and do big tours uh, so they were like hey they're gonna come out for a long weekend 
Wow. You know, yeah, I was like, you know, pay all this money to come out and like just maybe go. Uh, I think the tour was like maybe Seattle, Portland, something else, and then a show in San Francisco. That's incredible, isn't it? To think yeah. that. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and uh, and, uh, and then they uh, and they and they fly over on nine eleven. Oh wow! And their plane gets grounded in in, in Hawaii, and they oh. miss the tour. So they so when they by the time they get to San Francisco, I pick them up, and there's no. The van's gone with the band, and they couldn't wait for them. And oh. and uh, I mean, now you know, now pretty good, good friends with all those kids, and their English is like you know gotten pretty well. But back then, like if there were, like, like one dude could speak, like a really good friend of mine, Uchu, his, his English was okay. Yeah, you know. But the rest of these, it was really like, man, it was just like a, we were like in a room full of Japanese kids, and I was really, <laughs> you know, they, some of them wanted a tour, and they, they couldn't. It was really frustrating for them. So I, I helped. Uh, like on a whim, just like, oh, hey, you know what? There's a show tonight. Uh, I know some of the guys, maybe uh, at Gilman. And I was oh, like, wow. hey, we'll, you know, it's like, oh, we're gonna, we're just gonna borrow like my, uh, we're gonna borrow a, a work truck. We're gonna get some gear and we're gonna drive you down there and see if you guys can get uh, open up on the show. And uh, and the guys at Gilman were super cool with it. Like, I really good. like understood. Yeah, and those guys just wanted to play, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, they can they can jump on the show. There's no money. Like they don't want money. They just want to <laughs> they just want to be here and play music and." Uh, and uh, and it happened to be like a uh, Martin from uh, Los Crudos was oh, doing like uh, like his film at the uh, before the show. Oh wow! Okay. And uh, and so there was every the, it was completely full before yeah. the even band started. And then uh, and then uh, it was like tragedy was playing that headlining that show, and uh, it was like a really crazy bill. Yeah. And like and these guys opened up for a full, for a packed. Uh, Gilman. Gilman, people yeah. would <laughs> do a lot for that. Wouldn't yeah, they? yeah, it was crazy. And and uh, and. Uh, and the, yeah, and then uh, Takashi got on the stage and was like, uh, he's like, I'm sorry, I, I can't speak English, so I speak Japanese. And he just went off on this, like, and, and just and did his, just talked in Japanese, you know, <laughs> and like, and people were just like cheering and like just, just super pumped at these uh, kids were out and, and, uh, and dude, 110%, man, this dude just killed it. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, full on with like somersault. Like rolling with the with guitars and like oh, yeah it wow. was it was insane like kids <laughs> kids went off and uh, and um, yeah it was uh, and they were uh, really excited about it and then it's it's kind of one of those things like I think it was like they were just like man you really man you got to do the show for us man we're, we're gonna bring your band over to Japan and I was like. Have you heard my band? <laughs> and, and, uh, and uh, yeah, man, it was. So I think we we so it kind of started this whole like friendship we've had over the years. Yeah. We're like, oh man, we'll do you a favor. Oh, thanks a lot. I appreciate that. Oh man, we'll repay you. We're gonna, so like, my <laughs> yeah. bands went to Japan. We brought Enzuig back over in two thousand five for like a West Coast tour. Yeah, and then like, uh, and we, I, I mean, I don't even know. I, mean, I think I've probably toured over there like with different bands over. It's probably six times with different with like several bands, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and it's not like a, a crazy tour. We're talking DIY. It's kind of like you know, like phoning up a friend, like, oh hey, can you book a show in Tokyo? Yeah. Oh yeah, man, I'll book a show for you in Tokyo, and uh, like that. And then you show up, and there's like you know, thirty, forty kids in a, in, a, in a room in Tokyo, and you play. It's not like, it's not like a, you know, it's not, it's not like deli trays and and hotel rooms or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same same stuff, but uh, <laughs> totally different part of the world yeah for sure yeah it's, it's crazy how similar like you know i mean for me back early 2000s you know you, yeah. you know these kids are, these kids are coming from japan people are like oh man japanese kids playing hardcore you're like man there's a there's a hardcore scene in japan too you know it's not <laughs> yeah, just yeah, you know, yeah. it was like uh, yeah it was uh 
yeah, it was such a good time. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm still, I mean, I'm, t- I'm, a. Uh, uh, I'm playing in a band uh, now here in uh, in Germany called uh, I Recover, and uh, and my friend Uchu, who's a uh, place in Innsbruck, uh, yeah, uh, who we're always doing favors for, like I uh, helped out on the pressings of a lot of the first uh, our two seven inches, and uh, we were just over there playing some shows, uh, you know, kind of you know doing us a favor again, <laughs> and then uh, and now uh, he's got a band on his label, and then like we're just finishing up uh, booking them like a like a ten day. European tour as a favor for him yeah. to help uh, help his friends come over and like you know get get their music heard a little bit more over here. Yeah, when is that tour? Uh, uh, should be like right towards the like uh, the end of May. It gets right in the last uh, couple first couple of days of uh, June. Yeah, in uh, Germany mainly. Yeah, mostly. Yeah, I think we play in the Nether- like one show in the Netherlands, but like it's mostly all like uh, 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 the the band uh, band is called uh, Bacho. Yeah, and it's. Uh, I think I, I played some for you. It was like. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good stuff. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, um, yeah, just that real e- twiddly emo. Well, not not just twiddly emo, but like there's that twiddly emo part. I guess you you said like Midwest emo. Yeah, it's kind of like indie emo, uh, but with a pop, some pop to it. But it's like, but the the fact that like all sing all in Japanese yeah. just really drives it home. You're like, oh, this is a Japanese band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like uh, it was incredible. When yeah, I heard it's it. great. It's like you know it's. Uh, you know, even though you can't understand the content of the lyrics, though you still feel there's something with the music. You know, yeah. and I think that's where this band really stands out. So I was like, I'm really excited to get in a band with these kids and like, uh, and uh, do what we do best: basically play for 20 people and sleep <laughs> on a floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, um, yeah. Then you had. So, wh- when was your first European tour? Uh, first European tour, um, uh, yeah, it was in 2004. Um, I, uh, I, uh, one of the bands we went to Japan, because we know we go to Japan, we try to bring some friends with us. Yeah. And uh, the one of the tours we brought uh, these friends from L.A., a band called End on End, and uh, really good friends of ours uh, in a band called Funeral Diner. Okay. So Funeral Diner, Under Dying Sun, and End on End, which... Uh, and I th- and and uh, we end up end up putting out a four way split like on CD in Japan like it's actually vinyl of it too like a from Enzoic Funeral Diner Underdying Sun yeah and uh, end on end uh, and so that four way split was the tour and I uh, got to be really good friends with those kids uh, and uh, when they got back they had like a European tour lined up but uh, two members of the band quit so they were looking for a guitar player and a drummer and drummer who was a friend of mine they just moved to San Diego and they were like hey Dan you want to come down to LA practice with us for this year and I was like oh man I'd love to be in your band but yeah, it's so far away I don't know They're like oh we got this European tour booked I'm like, oh I'm, I'm in <laughs> and what was I talking about yeah uh, so yeah so we uh, uh, fortunate enough they asked me to play and uh, I, 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 I did the best I could yeah, <laughs> and uh, and it, it sounded pretty. It, it was passable in a sense with a loud volume. It was it was kind of like playing guitar, and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we made it work. And uh, and we did like a three week tour out. Uh, 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 I, know, I can't really. It was a lot of Germany, but I think we also played maybe some Italian, uh, some, yeah. some 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 shows in uh, some shows in Italy, France. So so yeah, you played shows. I guess because they're all. Obviously, of the same, you know, they're all punk, they're all hardcore, they're all to very few people um, that are all having a lot of fun and sleeping on the floor afterwards. But there are like then different quirks in like culture differences, aren't there? Like earlier, you and I were talking, you go to Europe, 
two band bills all night. You go to America, <laughs> maybe you got a six band bill. Um, you go to Japan and it's like easily nine bands playing. Okay. Asia. Yeah. And am I right in thinking um, when you're in Japan, like every single member of every band has to watch every single band? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I mean, it's, I don't mean as they have to watch, but, no, uh, but, but that's, uh, that's what is expected as like a level of respect. That no, I mean, band... I mean, I think I, it, it's, it's different there. I mean, it's, things are different, but I mean, uh, uh, I, th- yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, I don't, I mean, I, you know, actually I, I've been there several times and I observed the crowd and like the other bands and stuff like that. And I just, I mean, I generally think like, uh, I just think uh, kids are just not that they're watching cause they feel it's respectful. I think just people are just m- m- really interested and like yeah. are fascinated and seeing other bands play, you know, it's like it's like it's 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 like it's not like oh I'll, I'll see these bands some other time. Like people really want they want yeah. to attend the show and yeah. be at the show. It's it's, it's it's I mean we're you know in other places it's like more of a social thing. I'm gonna just go hang out, talk to some friends while the bands play in the background. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like there, it's like no, I'm going there to see the bands and maybe I'll talk to some friends on the side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of takes it's it's it's, it's, it's it's kind of different sometimes. Uh, different shows, you know. Do you feel the bands take a different approach to? How they play or write the music. I mean, I don't know whether it's with the Japanese bands, man, but like every band crushes. Yeah, like every everybody. It's, and it's one of those things, like you know, like in the like growing up, like not. I mean, perfect example, not really playing the guitar that well, but <laughs> having played music since yeah, I can remember, and like haven't been able to tour like the majority of the world, and uh, and it, it, it been very fortunate to be, uh, to play along with people that really know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, but like in Japan, I feel like everybody can really like everybody can really play their instruments. Yeah. I think that's why a lot of bands are like, oh, I want to start this garage band, and that sounds kind of like this garage, this American garage band, and they sound like that, but then their band's better. Yeah. It's like, oh, I want to be like this kind of band, and you're like, they do that, and it sounds better than the band that they yeah. kind of had their sight sets on you know yeah yeah take away all the sloppiness yeah <laughs> well, yeah loyal yeah yeah definitely i mean like uh, that last tour we just did like every band we played with was just like was really good it was it was crazy just like playing with three or four bands a night and like every band yeah. it was just on top of it it was just like whoa this is crazy yeah yeah and it was uh yeah, and then and then to be like and then to like every band you played with, like in like out of six shows, like three or four bands a day, you're like, man, yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. Um, how was um, like who were your? Uh, pardon me. Um, tell me. I guess there must have been so many bands that like I know when I was growing up listening to and like still go back to listen to and that from that Bay Area over that in the years that you were there, who were, like, some of your favourites? Mm, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I guess, you know, I definitely, like, face through a lot of different music, and, like, you know, I, yeah. I still uh, I still kind of have, like, the best of, like, in, like, all the music, you know, back from that uh, skate rock kind of, like, early, you know, early 90s, you know, I mean, like, uh, you know, I'll say it, you know, I don't give a fuck, Pennywise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, the first yeah. Pennywise, the first Amazing. Uh, like pole, like lag wagon, all that stuff. Then like going more into like getting into like bands like Avail, yeah. and um, you know, and, like uh, you know, I had like I had a crazy mixtape. Man, I had like uh, had um, falling forward on it. It was like a, a band from like Louisville that was like I was really really into that. And like uh, I mean, it's just like so much different. Uh, who was um, who were the bands that got you? 
like got you leaving the house when you were like in San Francisco, like over to Gilman and stuff? Oh, you know, uh, I, I think uh, like around that time, 97, like uh, there was uh, like Yafikoto. Okay. It was really like, like uh, you know, like I've seen like, you know, like uh, some like, more, like screamo bands like on the East Coast and stuff like that. Where it was like more like, like it's like straight edge hardcore with like, like you know, this like vegan straight edge with like these like really screamy vocals, like, you know, yeah. like, oh, screamo. And then like, hear this kind of like more like hardcore like you know it's like it was different you know it was like i was like oh it's kind of like it's more like mid-tempo it's more driving yeah you know and i was like bands like uh yafikoto um uh torches the rome was like uh, uh sarah kirsch again yeah. uh all everything yeah she had a hand we, in we were talking um earlier i remember you, that um that uh the story about um the Bad of Brains, was it the release show that you were saying? Oh, yeah, I think it was, uh, yeah, I think it was, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I saw them play, like, yeah, very fortunate to see them play a couple of times, uh, but, uh, yeah, the, yeah, the, uh, in, everyone was familiar with, like, uh, a lot of the bands that uh, Sarah was in, uh, uh, with always, like, really into, like, uh, like, these, like, concepts of, like, um, like, uh, uh video projection like audio uh like costumes like sets yeah and it was like yeah it was like super elaborate and it was like whenever they played <laughs> it was like like yeah we have to go see it because like a number one the, the music's amazing and then um yeah you don't know when they'll, they'll play again you know and yeah. like you know with like uh, always with like their uh envelopes with like pro- propaganda you know like all the you know all the mission statements and all the leaflets and they you know they're like so before a set they'd come yeah they'd come out like and they'd they'd flyer and something or if you get something from the table you know it's all you know everything that uh, um everything around the whole uh, young tigers uh organization that they they had uh that ran through all the the record the course of the records uh yeah i mean they would always like you know come on stage with kind of like the either like the, the military uh uh, the military uniforms and set and like I, know that, I think that maybe that one particular show where they uh where they did you know where they uh they did the same you know the 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 thing where like uh, I mean it's packed and they uh, come out and they handing out like uh, all their pamphlets and their flyers and you're like oh cool they're gonna play and then like the side of the door of Gilman just like k- kicks open <laughs> and there's like another group of people like in military gear with like. Uh, with like automatic weapons that drive those people off the stage, and then I, and everybody's like, and you know, it was really confusing because you're like, oh, you've seen them play before, and they're like, what? Is, the Bottom Brains is just on stage right before they play doing their thing, and then these people come in on the side and kick them in, and then they, uh, you know, they bring a duffel bag, put all their all their all the, put all the, put all the weapons in the duffel bag, then uh, turn all the amps, and they're like, oh, this. Uh, and you know, it's just this the theatrics of it was just way crazy. And you're like, man, how can you top this? You know, yeah. And like, you know, and then the projectors go in, the lights dim, and like, uh, and just like just break into the set, and it's like it's it's so intense. And then the singer runs across the stage, and he and he's there's like this like string or rope or something, and he like yanks on this rope, and he runs with it across the stage, and like as like my eyes, I'm trying to follow, I'm following the rope, <laughs> I'm following the rope, like become like uh, un like unduct taped from the wall, and it, it kind of like unloosens, it's like it's just da, 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 da. and then and I realize it's connected to this huge tarp that's that's lined the ceiling of Gilman, <laughs> and he pulls back this tarp. 
and it rains tiger striped balloons onto the crowd. Wow. And it was like, <laughs> it was really just like, uh, you know, like that band, like, and like, I mean, the effort, yeah. it was enough to write amazing music and like <laughs> and record it and like, you know, so you can have it. But then to, to witness, uh, you know, that live is, uh, yeah, yeah. It was, it, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. 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 I think it's uh yeah. If anyone's listening, has not heard Bad Brains, yeah, I do. YouTube them. B double A D E R Brains. Yeah, that's a D D B A D. It's kind of like over. It's kind of like off of that. Kind of like this. Like I for this the the from the Red Army faction is Andreas Spotter. So it's like Spotter Brains. Okay. Um. Yeah, you look it up. I think you can find it. Like I think a clean plate like put a probably released both the both those LPs. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. fantastic record. I mean, if you like, 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 like kind of like that classic hardcore, but with, the, with but with a little something to it, you know. Yeah. And I mean, if you're if you've been a fan of any of like Sarah's old bands, like you know, Please Inform the Captain, or like Earliest Back as Fuel, or Torches to Rome, or Bread Circuits, it's all that just that same amazing riffing and uh, artwork and just the thought that goes into all that stuff is just like mind blowing. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I feel like, um, Bullets In must have, that was, to me, it's, it's not, it's, uh, it seems like it's coming from the same kind of place. Oh yeah, Would definitely. you played the same kind of shows? Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, I think, uh, Bullets In definitely, I think, uh, like, uh, Spencer, uh, a really good friend of mine, like, uh, he was writing a lot of the music and, uh, and he kind of just like assembled this, uh, you know, oh yeah, I get, uh, have me play bass and, uh, a buddy of ours, Pete, uh, who just moved out to San Francisco, who was in like old like 625 thrash bands like yeah. Down in Flames yeah. uh, and it's other band Kamikaze uh, but, uh, so yeah he uh, he moved out and then uh, we got a friend a friend of ours from the Midwest that moved out uh, that was the that was working with me at the time uh, uh, Josh Koontz on uh, second guitar and yeah we put together these songs that was kind of like you know really very like like total Sarah Kirsch like worship you know like <laughs> in the vein of like uh, current like uh uh, those uh, those bands that just like you know kind of like kind of like rights of spring like, yeah it's that kind of yeah. era stuff like that and like yeah it, was, it clicked very well and like uh, and we also also band managed to get out to the east coast and play some shows and like uh, um, yeah very fortunate I mean uh, that I mean that, that was like one of the, one of my favorite bands to play in it was really like, uh, in, like I really enjoyed the music and the writing process and like all the stuff that that we made uh, that we did and uh, then uh, I think on the second seven inch. Uh, also, like a friend of mine that that was playing Under Dying Sun, like came out yeah. and played drums and was in the band uh, uh, for for a bit to the, towards the, towards the end of it. Yeah, and the band like never really broke up. Like Spencer uh, moved to went to did some schooling stuff and moved over to moved to Hungary for a little bit. Oh wow! Okay. And so it was kind of like oh we'll just put the band on pause, you know, and then it just kind of never never picked back up and then like everybody went on to do other things like I think like Josh went on to the guitar player went on to sing for like Burial Year okay and uh, and uh, and do uh, Drowning With Our Anchors which was like another band from the Bay Area that oh, no, no, no. T- t- did a European tour and yeah yeah it was just like everybody just kind of like went on and did other things and then I was playing with like Punch and then like yeah so it was just it just, yeah. it just never never there's just never opportunity to kind of like get back together and do yeah, it yeah I feel like um Punch was pretty full on. Was it full on straight away? Like you? Was... Yeah, I think the band was like that. Like even before I was in it, you know, yeah. like they were. Those guys were already like uh, doing West Coast tours and like uh, being denied. 
access into Canada. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, on a regular basis. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, and it's, uh, for some reason, uh, and uh, the the drummer drummer was uh, I, I helped book some shows for his uh, kind of like screamo band, and uh, uh, the drummer was playing guitar in a screamo band, and I helped that band. Okay, uh, haikus uh, with some shows, and then uh, when the, the the bass player quit, he was uh, he suggested me. Yeah, uh, to play to play to to play bass. So I came out and tried out, and I, I, I somehow managed to uh, to confuse them uh, <laughs> <laughs> that I actually could play the bass. Uh, as, you know, as, I think it's one of the things like being a screen printer. Like when you have like, so you can kind of play your instrument. What else do you have to offer? I'm like, well, maybe I can print the shirts. I can, I can print shirts for cheap. Yeah. and uh, she's been kind of like a helpful helpful tool in getting me into bands. Like uh, so, um, yeah. So we. Uh, uh, and, and it's, it's even crazier is like uh, when I, I I think before even the first practice so they're like hey man you're in the band like before even the first practice Freddie who's the drummer who actually got me in the band like quits the band <laughs> and uh, joins uh, it does and he ends up playing bass and singing with the guys from Funeral Diner that was in this band called Who Calls So Loud yeah and they end up uh, like later on they end up doing some stuff so uh and then uh that's how uh, that's how I end up meeting uh Val from like Loma Prieta yeah uh so the so the one Loma Prieta wasn't playing like you know uh, like Punchwood tour and then I, I it wasn't until like after my first recording with that band uh the guitar player quit I moved to guitar and then we got the bass player like yeah. Brian Kanagaki uh, who yeah. played uh who played a uh, in Loma as well. As Loma as well. They figured, like, oh, since you know, they're not going to tour without a drummer, then might as well grab their bass player, and then that way, <laughs> yeah, kind of seal that deal. But, yeah, and that, and that was, like, the lineup, you know, for... The for, classic, I'd probably say. Yeah, the, 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 people say that. Yeah, they say that's, like, that's the, the lineup. And, uh, yeah, and that ran for, for quite a bit. I mean, that's, Two records, that was right. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it was, like... LPs. Uh, yeah, two LPs. Uh, so what was your first record that was released with Punk? Were you on Eyeless, or...? Uh, no, no, that was, I think that was, that was out, I think that was out. So the self-titled, was yes. you play, playing bass on, or was you on Yeah, exactly, on? playing bass on that one. Yeah. Okay. And it was, it wasn't until like the, like Jeff, uh, he was like, hey, after this record, I'm going to quit. And then I was like, and they were like, and my work schedule was really hectic, so it was kind of like, uh, well, we could probably tour with only one guitar player, so why don't I play guitar, second guitar, and then get a new bass player? Yeah. That way, I get my, my job uh, responsibilities wouldn't get in the way of like the band like uh, continue to tour. I mean, it, which I only think I only missed like maybe half of one tour and a couple shows here and there because I I had to be at work and I couldn't make the shows. So yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, um, yeah. So I guess you played quite a few places that you hadn't before. Again, with like Punch, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, like uh, Australia, like South America, um, mostly like Brazil and like uh, in Peru, and then. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, other than like Tijuana, which I'd played with uh, a few other bands, uh, we, we did actually like a, a, a like a week or so into Mexico, which was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I feel like people would love to hear about what it's like to play shows in Mexico. That's crazy, man! Like it's, uh, it's yeah, kids it was, shows were at, so out of control. Yeah. Kids were there, amazing. They're like, yeah, it's like a uh, like power violence youth crew like all all well and alive there like you know sh- it was the hottest shows you've ever played <laughs> and like just kids like climbing on everything and like just singing along it was yeah the shows were really 
I mean, we, play, we played a fest. This is uh, this uh, normal festival, I think. It, were, okay. it was like on the same stage that evening. It was like, I think it was like, uh, it was like uh, maybe like us, uh, Trash Talk, like Brujeria. It was like some, you know, cr- crazy, like, like Mexican, like death metal band. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it was, yeah. And like, the whole festival was great and the uh, kids were super cool. And, uh, and, and playing in like, in playing like some smaller towns and stuff like that. And then, uh, but yeah, kids always came out and were like super appreciative. You know, I mean, I think it's the thing is, you know, when, when people make an effort to come out in these places yeah. where normally some bands wouldn't come, like people are just like, you know, like really grateful and like are super excited that someone would come out and play, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you said you pl- you'd you been to, uh, how'd you put Tijuana? Yeah, a few, a few times did, yeah. before. So like, um, you were telling me that that's just over the that's just over the border from yeah, yeah. Like, America, I think from right? like uh, like from like San Diego. Yeah. So you'd you'd drive in, you'd play a show, and then you'd probably try and drive back to exactly. Yeah. yeah, you normally yeah normally have like uh, trying to stay with some friends like the you know in the California. So just drive over, hang out for the for the evening, play a show, and then I mean I think on the, that tour we um, brought some friends with us from uh, Italy. Yeah. Uh, Holy. Yeah. yeah, which was crushing, and uh, yeah, I was played a killer show there. We had a, uh, the house was too small for the amount of kids, so we ended up having to play like in the driveway, like a two or three car park, and then open the gate so kids, people are in the street. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. you saying um, like a car would come. Yeah, yeah, like like during I think during like Holy's set or something like that. Then they could see like a. At eye level, you can see there's like a van like driving through the crowd because there's the, the, so many people on the street and stuff. Yeah, that was a that was a great show. Like and that, the whole and kids would there. go off when you played. Yeah, man, kids, dude, like kids in Tijuana, man, Tijuana has like a crazy scene there, and all the kids we met there are super down, and they're you know they want to come out to the shows and they want to dance and yeah. they want to sing along, and uh, yeah, it always makes for great shows. Yeah, yeah, and um, did you feel like uh, South America was similar with? The kids being so appreciative that you'd you'd make it down there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, we like we played some shows where like like some people were like, oh, you know, it's like the first time we ever had like like a not like an outside like, like a non local yeah like international band like play through here, and it was like you know, you know like the classic uh, you know one outlet with a power with a power strip and all everything running off one power strip and like uh, or like uh, oh yeah with the organizing shows where there's like no. No, uh, no guitar bass amp. So it's just like we're running everything through the P- like you plug in your distortion pedal and then plug <laughs> everything into the PA board and everything comes out of two speakers. Amazing. I think it's probably the best sound we ever had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was uh, that um, that bar thing was like uh, was it was literally like uh, like built on stilts, like hanging off like this like cliff. And it was like I was like it was kind of like it had you know it was like like a like a platform wow like yeah and I was kind of like ah, looks like a side to side could go wrong here yeah yeah definitely <laughs> I was like this uh, yeah it was uh, luckily uh, it was uh, yeah it was a good show man and it was like and it was like you know it was like every show it's like you know tons of long hairs tons of sepultura shirts and like tons of kids just getting wild it was yeah it was yeah. good. Uh, and even like uh, even f- flying over to like uh, like uh, to Lima, like Peru, <coughs> that show was, it was a couple hundred kids and like uh, and, and you know everybody singing along. It was just like, well, man, like come all the way out here and like kids are just like are just yeah. totally down and like yeah, I just want to be a part of it. Yeah, it was really yeah, you know, 
yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was, you know, you, you, like I said, like, you know, oh, you tell me, like, years ago, oh, you know, <laughs> be able to play in, like, Peru. Yeah. yeah. I'd have been like, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, I guess we'll skirt past, uh, and, um, so for the, for the end of Punch, you were living in Germany. Yeah, yeah, like, like for the last couple of years. Uh, yeah, I mean, as Punch became more of like a, just like a touring band. Yeah. Like uh, it was kind of like, oh, hey, uh, let's do this tour. Then we kind of like kind of get together and like, we get together and like a uh, Val would like do the drums like uh, on his lap as we played kind of like, like do like <laughs> lap drums as we kind of like played acoustic like uh, with, uh, with, yeah. the, with the guitars not plugged in. must have taken a beat in <laughs> those blast beats. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then we just kind of run through the set and it was kind of like, you know, as a, how do you say, like, you know, usually the first show is a little, a little rough, you know, get the knot out and then uh, the rest of the shows are <coughs> pretty good. Apologies for anybody that caught us on the first show of any tour. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, um, so after Punch, you've played, it was I Recover, your first band that's released a show since since that last punch record yeah i think so yeah you know i was uh, yeah cause since i was here and like punch was just doing like some uh, some shows here and there uh and some, to- uh, some tours here and there like uh, maybe like once or twice a year <coughs> so did the was the writing process a lot different once people were in different places because the records didn't stop despite you saying yeah it was no like yeah you know like Kim and keith is like it was just like hammering out like right it's like a total writing machine yeah. and like uh, i mean i, I had like like, you know, very small influence on some writing stuff. I mean, I feel like if you, anything on the record that was kind of like more like melodic or something like that, that came off more like some skate rock riffs or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, that was probably, that was probably my undoing. Uh, but like, uh, uh, yeah, Keith just was just like hammer out like all these songs that were just like unbelievable. And then when you add uh, that last record, when you add like uh, uh, Brian Stern on bass and it was just like, yeah, it just kind of took a different like... Uh, yeah, different turn with like some of the bass stuff that was happening on that record. Yeah, because I guess he's been playing. So he is he always played bass in all his bands. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so he's been playing bass like um, for what tw- like in hardcore punk power violence bands for what twenty years. Before? Yeah, maybe more. Man, dude's like the, uh, like next to me is probably like the other oldest person that plays music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like the biggest joke. Like it was like oh, I was like oh, well, actually giving somebody in the band that actually was older than me. That was like that was uh, that was that was nice. Uh, no, I mean, that dude's played in like uh, like a million bands. I mean, I think he's like still currently playing with like uh, Martin from Crudos and like that band Needles. Got a new band now called uh, Mutilated Tongue. Okay, um, that's that's just starting out playing shows. Oh, super killer. Um, but like, look back and laugh. Like Dead and Gone. Uh, talk is poison. Talk is poison. Uh, yeah. uh, what is like? Uh, oh, you said um, California. Love. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's like been like uh, there's been like uh, one good band after the next. Yeah, was that the first time you played music with him? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think uh, met here and there, stuff like that. But like, yeah, that was the first time getting to know him. So that, but yeah, super nice dude. I mean, we, it also owns a print shop out of uh, Oakland, so it's like for printing and like playing music. So you know, like, you know, yeah, kind of knows a, you know, a couple things in common. Yeah, yeah. So that was. Um cool like when you like got finally got in a room and started playing music with yeah, him yeah like, well wow. it's always yeah it's always crazy because like you know like keith like tried so hard to make sure that i was like well prepared when i come to like record yeah. or something like that and, like i mean i can never get in front of it you know it's always like a couple songs behind and like when i it was just like 
like putting in some like uh, showing up and being like okay now I really have to I, they were gonna record these songs and like it just got it was so difficult especially on that last record because like you know Keith like really went all out and like wrote like some really like uh, from for me uh, and uh, for that stuff it, like, it was like super complicated yeah you know it's like all, like a lot of short songs yeah and like you know doing all the, uh, riffing around the the fret you know like it's all the same notes but played all. So it's like every, you know, it's like with that, you know, I mean, how many songs can you write? Like, you know, yeah. with these notes and Keith just keeps coming up with like these, these killer riffs and like, on the, and yeah, it was great. And I, and that was like the first time I really got to hear like all the songs with them playing. And I was like, what? Oh my God. I was like, it was like, this is going to be, I was really, uh, you know, you know, it's always sometimes, you know, you, get, you hear like some of the band, like some of the bands I played, I was like, oh, I was, oh, I was in that band. You yeah. Know, like, you know, and, uh, I mean, so like you know, so many talented, you know. The people who played with you know Val Keith and like CERN yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> crazy I guess like you were saying um, like Keith just being a machine and writing records so like since Punch started I mean it didn't stop after Punch did it he's still writing he still must write so many songs every year yeah I mean yeah, I mean I think I mean that like, I, mean, with, I think yeah, while like Punch I mean like while I was doing like starting like uh, you know while P- Punch wasn't like so active yeah. Like, you know, like, Keith started another band, and, like, I was playing with a band out here. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, I think the, his band, like, uh, like uh, Torso. Yeah. Like, uh, so, I mean, uh, who also has, like, the, the drummer. It was, like, the last kind of installment on drummer after what, after Val quit, after the uh, South America tour. Uh, like, Giacomo was playing. So, like, their band, like, uh, Torso. Uh, yeah, it's been, been nonstop playing as well. Like, you know, like, I think uh, 7-inch, like, full-length LP, like I think they put another seven inch coming out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like touring a lot. Like they've just been really busy. So like, yeah, that guy's. Yeah, I can't hold that dude back. Yeah. Yeah. And um. So what? So yeah. So you've got I recover at the moment. Yeah. Two seven inches. Just got back from Japan. Touring Germany. Well, I guess it might come out the same month that you're touring Germany. But like, well, whenever this comes out. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So um, what's that like? people want to uh you know that's uh that yeah it's different you know it's like you know like uh uh it's i mean it's like a you know very different group of kids you know coming from like different like backgrounds of music like drummers like super into like 90s death metal and like uh and bass player you know like it's played in different bands but like you know coming from like uh like, like a big murder city devils fan and like and the singer uh, daniel is like uh you know Super into like it was like really into like this like all this uh, this new wave of like uh, British hardcore kind okay. of you know and uh, yeah they do just hardcore all the time it's yeah. great <laughs> yeah you know it's like uh, uh, it was being around someone that's like super excited about hardcore all the time it's really it's it's a uh, yeah it's, it's it's refreshing yeah yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, yeah, and then me, who's you know, I feel like I'm like contributing, I guess, like the majority of the riffs and stuff like that. So it's just kind of like it's kind of a kind of a mix of like all the stuff that I like, uh, you know, from early on, like in the '90s. So it still has that like kind of driving kind of skate feel to it. Okay. But like you know, people just kind of like I heard that described as kind of like more. Like, it's kind of like DC influence, but like kind of Husk, uh, um maybe like you know like like maybe like some 90s college radio just like drive like some seaweed in there yeah and uh moving targets like more along that kind of style you yeah. know um chucking the melody in when the drummer's trying to play as fast as possible yeah for sure for sure or like, you know maybe just like you know what I mean the whole thing is like maybe just like having the the drums and bass like playing and then just having the guitar just being kind of like in the in a little bit in the background you know yeah. like just like you know just a real driving 
like rhythm with like you know w- without me messing it up so cool and um what else have you got going on um aside from that i mean the I mean, you know always trying to you know always trying to put together the uh you know the uh, the straight edge band that I've yet to be in. So it's like, uh, I think I got it. I think I almost got it figured out now. I got, I'm playing with some good kids out here. Uh, um, and, uh, I got like five songs, but like more like, uh, more like, uh, like minor threat style, like punk hardcore. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I think we're going to try to demo some stuff here shortly and like hopefully, uh, play some shows. Uh, but you know, I mean, everybody's, you know, it's not like, 20 years 30 years ago when like you know everybody was like oh i'm gonna invest all my time into playing music yeah. now you're like oh i gotta I gotta i gotta work yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh everybody and like people still you know some students and yeah yeah so it's uh yeah being in germany when everyone is a student forever yeah forever yes yeah, it's, it's uh, difficult to uh get out to, uh, get out of that but how yeah. are we gonna do yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um yeah so that's um that's where you're at for the minute. Just got a few bands printing a lot with well, as much as everything comes in, which is quite a lot of the time at the moment. Yeah, man. It's uh, yeah. So I mean, just like, yeah, play music, uh, uh, yeah, and, and printing, you know, then like, you know, and, uh, him, uh, doing some family stuff, you know, that's pretty much like, you know, that's, uh, it, it doesn't seem like there's much time for anything else, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah. So, uh, uh, no, but also no complaints though I mean, I'm you know, thankful I can you know thankful I can play as much music as I can you know my wife's super supportive like, you know wants me to try, you know she sees how, how much effort I try, I try to put into it you know she like wants to see, you know uh, something come out of it you know yeah yeah and, uh, yeah. yeah sweet um, I guess we can probably wrap it up there if there's anything that any anything that you want to yeah, no, man. I mean, I don't know. I mean, is this, is this is what you do. This, this is, is it. What, this is it. Perfect. I feel like I just I just talked about nothing for like an hour. Like, <laughs> that's it. You're on. That's that's it was exactly an hour eighteen. That's it. Yeah. That's a lot of. That's a lot of me mumbling. I'm sure we can get more at another time. Is that that All right? Probably should go back over this and make sure it's like audible. Cause like... <laughs> cool. Thank you, Dan. No, man. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. There you go, everyone. Dan Africa. We'll do a part two, and I'll even ask him where he got the name Africa from. Anyway, this record was chopped up and put together by Liam. Check him out on Twitter, at Liam C. Audio. Um, yeah, this song is by Ira Cover, Dan's band. It's called Ghosting. It's on their last seven inch. Hit them up. Tell Dan he might not be able to play guitar, but he sure can write riffs. Thank you. Catch you soon. Bye.